Welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast with Brian Moran. Now, here's your host, Brian Moran. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Small Business Edge Podcast. Today is our monthly segment on big business advice for small business owners. Our guest today is Katon Karkanis, Executive Vice President and General Manager of Sales Cloud at Salesforce. Thank you, Brian. Thank you so much for having me. And a warm hello to all your listeners out there. Uh, very excited to be uh, on the show with you. Well, I'm excited. Now, this came as a result. I read an article that right. you wrote, right, on generative AI. And, and it had to do with uh, small business owners. And and three. I think it was three ways to help them in, improve sales. We'll get into that. I call these my two-by-four podcasts. Uh, two by four, when you have to hit somebody in the back of the head with a two by four, get their <laughs> get attention. attention. Yeah. All right. Do I have your attention now? And largely it has to do with technology. I'm finding more and more. It's either finances, technology, or you know, just connecting with your employees and corporate culture. Sometimes these these don't sit on the front burner for business owners. The business owners are looking at 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 customers, they're looking at their employees and then, you know, but what they're not looking at is how technology correctly utilized can help them achieve a lot of the goals that they have and overcome a lot of their obstacles. So I, I feel like that's where our conversation is going to head. Yeah. I mean, you, you hit it, you use the word customer more than once. And, and I think, so that's the part that I would love for us to focus on. If you're a small business and whether you're a big business or small business, the number one focus for you is your customer. Right. And it's about connecting with your customers in a whole new way. Uh, the small businesses have tremendous constraints. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't have unlimited resources. They don't have unlimited IT teams running around. They don't have... Uh, uh, you know, uh, consultants coming in, uh, telling them this is your uh, digital transformation roadmap. They, they don't have that and neither should they, right? Uh, but what they have is a great business, mm -hmm. really smart, passionate people, and a great set of customers. And, and what we at Salesforce with Sales Cloud, I'll tell you, Sales Cloud has been around for more than 21 years years now as the Salesforce automation platform, as the growth platform. And most of my customers are SMB customers, uh, whether it's smart biz loans, whether it's flock safety, we can keep going into all of it. And when we talk to them, a lot of them tell us, all of them, in fact, tell us, look, I got to do more with less. Mm -hmm. uh, look, I need to reduce the time it takes for my team to learn technology. I need to find more efficient ways of standing out in the crowd, of making my company heard and known and present. And we are focused on giving them the technology to do that. And generative AI, which is, I'm sure, wherever you might be in the world, you've heard of it by now. Mm -hmm. so you probably have played with ChatGPT and you probably asked ChatGPT or there are many other large language models. It's called LLM. In case you go to a cocktail party and you want to have some fun, you can you can tell them, hey, do you know about this LLMs? And yeah. then people will be like, what? But <laughs> jokes apart, you know. Yeah. The, and you probably ask Chat GPT to write you a poem or describe something. But I'll tell you the true power of a large language model is what we call generation. Generation of experiences, 
Now you might be wondering, whoa, what, what does that mean? It sounds very complicated. It's not. Ask yourself a question. How many times do you send an email to a customer or a prospect every day? And maybe five times, maybe six times, uh, maybe 10 times, maybe more. If you're yeah. like me, you are on email a lot. Yes. Right? Now, how much time do you spend crafting that perfect email? Mm, yeah. And not all of us are Pulitzer winning writers. At least I am not, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, then we struggle. And then sometimes we spend a lot of time wondering, is this the right framing? More importantly, do you remember everything you have done with the customer at the moment of writing that email? Are you missing out some really contextually important historical details that can make your reach out more personal, more relevant? Now, what if I could tell you, hey, Einstein can write that email for you and it will be personalized and it will be contextually relevant to the journey your customer is in because guess what? It is baked into your CRM where all your customer information is. And what if I told you, it's not like Einstein's going to send it. What if I tell you Einstein's going to show you that email and ask you, should I send it? Or would you like to edit something? Because you are still in control. Think of it as, what if I told you, you had a superpower to send the world's best emails, which will draw the best responses by just clicking a button. That's one use case. And that's what I mean by generative AI. Mm -hmm. it, the AI is driving generation of content for you. It could be an email and, and we could get into many other use cases, but I just wanted to hit it on the nail. It's like, it's for everyone. If you send an email, generative AI is for you. Right. And, and the way I look at it is it turns writers into editors. I love editing. I hate writing. I don't hate writing. I went to journalism school. I don't oh, really? hate writing. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm back in the day with the I was, I was going to ask you. electric uh, typewriter. Nice. Yeah. So, nice. but you know, it, it it's the idea of having the those even those prompts where you could say, you know, you put you put in all of the keywords, and then it it's almost as if it's like it it puts the mold of clay on the table for you. And it's even started to do the outline of the sculpture that you want to create. You as the artist are able to finish what generative AI has started. And give it a personal touch. Give it your character's touch. Because yes. each one of us has our own personality and character. You know, some like to sign off their email saying, talk soon. Some like to sign off their email saying, cheers. Some like to sign off their email saying, uh, you know, quoting their favorite sports team that is playing this week, saying "Go 49ers" or something yeah. like, that, right? So, uh, is it is it is it bad if I sign it? Get off my lawn. <laughs> no, I mean, hey, whatever gets you more business, you know, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. Well, <laughs> <laughs> <No>. all right. <laughs> all right. So the 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 article that you wrote though about a generative now am I saying that right generative AI or generative e tomato tomato right generative like the word generation like All right, so generative I yeah. got it. generative AI and and what are the three ways it can help businesses sell smarter mm -hmm. I know like what I want to know is okay what are those three ways correct 
So I'll tell you, the first one we hit, right, like it's about doing the basics incredibly well and mm -hmm. at scale without incurring more cost. Uh, if you can save your salesperson one hour of work every day, uh, that is one yeah. hour additional selling capacity, agreed? Mm -hmm. Now I'm being conservative, okay? Uh, yeah. If you ask your salespeople, how much time do you spend every day writing emails to your prospects? Uh, I'm sure they'll give you a long list of it. They'll be like, oh, it's like three hours of work that I do. Yeah. Uh, if I save you that work. So number one is working uh, in the concept of productivity multiplier. It's what I call your superpower, right? If you could do 10 things, how can I make you do 100 things in half the time with half the effort? Uh, that is the key thing. So emails is email generation is a big use case for sales professionals worldwide. And uh, that's one. Number two is what I call an assistive interface. Uh, so think about it this way. Uh, you know, you go to your CRM or you go to your products or whatever, and you're selecting something, then you are entering some data, then you are uh, clicking something. You see, if you zoom back out, 25 years ago, everything was write a program for it, right? Write code for it. Companies such as our Salesforce revolutionized the declarative or clicks, not code interfaces. The user interface became clicks. Uh, configuration of that user interface became clicks, not code. So you don't need to be a programmer anymore. Right. Now, the next set of, the next revolution, I if, if I may, is going to be around... What if the experience was generative? So instead of clicking anything, you are going to the sales cloud interface and you are having a conversation, you know, an account that got, let's say uh, you are a new rep and suddenly uh, you're, you got assigned a new lead with a new company. Mm -hmm. You can immediately ask the question to Einstein GPT, uh, tell me more about company X. And Einstein GPT will give you a digital debrief of that company. You can immediately then say, oh, update my CRM. Because remember, you want that data in your CRM. Right. So now, not only I gave you the information, but with one click, it updated your CRM. So that means you don't need to do manual any data entry anymore. Right. And then it could be like, okay, tell me, uh, 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 type me an introductory email. Goes mm -hmm. back to email conversation. Now that that email is done, send it for me. And they send it for you. So it's like um, having your person. Imagine how every sales rep having a dedicated assistant working with them. Uh, and that's Einstein GPT. And we are just like, Brian, I want to be clear about one thing. We are just scratching the surface. It's uh, unbelievable. And that really is what like shocked me out of my seat about where this is going. You know, for years, I was a salesman, right? I was a sales manager, a sales executive, whatever. And, right. and one of the things that I know about sales is that it's 90% preparation, 10% presentation. And what you're talking about is that 90% of the prep work that, that the sales teams need to do, and you're talking about automating it and just saying, okay, you know, through a series of voice communications or, you know, just a couple of keystrokes, rather than five hours, it's five to 10 minutes. And exactly, you hit it on the head, the 90% preparation part. And it has got a broader purview of insights. 
right? Because if you're preparing on your own, you're just going to look at one or two sources of information and you're going to prepare. I mean, how much more can one research? Right. But with GPT, Einstein GPT, we are looking at the entire corpus of internet information. We are taking CRM information. Of course, trust is our number one value, but mm -hmm. we are making it contextually relevant for the history that customer has had with you. Uh, so it's not just an assistant, it's an intelligent assistant. And I think so what you're seeing is uh, the era of intelligent automation come in. Now, these are big words. I want to pause there because I might be scaring some of your listeners. Away. I, and I'm going to I'm going to ask that next question. So the next question I have is you and I have both talked to business owners that run the gamut, some of them who still don't use the cloud to back up their data. Right. There are some businesses I, that don't have a website that I talk to. But but the, the, the range of, of their tech use of technology runs the gamut. So I know my listeners right now are saying, okay, this is great, Brian, but what's the onboarding process? Like, oh. am I in a proper position right now with my company to take advantage of a generative AI? Correct. And that's the kicker. The key is to realize that this is not a spaceship you need to build. This is Great this point. is really important, right? This is not a science project. This is not a spaceship. That's why there are companies like us, Salesforce, whose mission has been to make software simple for small businesses. So when you use Sales Cloud, imagine generative as a standard feature in the email box in Sales Cloud. So you're not doing anything. It's, it's baked in it. Uh, imagine uh, you, the interface I talked to you is like a side panel in Sales Cloud. So, from a usage standpoint, I'll give you I'll give you an example which might uh, correlate. Around 15, 20 years ago, do you remember people would have these separate GPS devices they would buy? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Harman and TomTom, yeah. Tom. yeah, and they were like devices, like you had to yeah. buy them, yeah. you had to install them, and then you had to know how to. You know, it was it was work, yeah. work. It was great. It was great, but it was work. Then came the era of smartphones. Mm -hmm. Now, does anybody think twice before using the maps on your smartphone? But do you know that underneath the map is GPS? Right. But you don't really use the word GPS anymore. You are just saying, show me my directions. Yeah, yeah. Great point. Is this making sense? So like from a, from for all your listeners, I really want you to think about, yes, it's really cool to talk these buzzwords and big words. And trust me, I'm in technology. I love to talk them all day long, right? Uh -huh. Yeah, sure. it makes me look very cool <laughs> and a nerd, both at the same time, a cool nerd, maybe. Mm -hmm. But you should not have to think about it that way. What you should be thinking about is, oh, if is this baked in to my CRM? Right. That's a great point. So it's not a, it's not even a plug in. It's not an add on feature. What you're saying is that this generative AI is going to be part of your CRM system. That's it. Like a standard feature. Right. Completely standard feature, just like maps is on your smartphone. You know, right, right. You know, but part of the problem that I also see is, you know, you, you talk to me about my smartphone and I'll tell you that I know I use about 20 percent of its capabilities. Yes. That's the biggest problem. I don't take the time to learn all of the features. I no. now get new routine and I go boom, boom, boom. I know every I have, you know, 
my sons, my daughters, they have 16 pages on their smartphone, right? Of all of the different apps, right? I have one. I literally have one. Everything that I need is on that home page. And, you know, I, I created little folders. I, I'm proud that I created like a, a productivity folder, a work folder, my sports and entertainment folder. But everything that I need is on that one home page. But I only use maybe 20, 25% of my capabilities. What, what does it take to get business owners? Again, that's why I call it a two by four, where you you tell them, you know, this is going to increase your your productivity exponentially, exponentially. So, so how do you get them to say, okay, take the time to learn it? I think so. You hit upon two aspects. One is a behavioral change, and the second is you know a, a business imperative. There is always. I truly believe, and maybe I'm naive. I truly believe anybody who started a small business is an entrepreneur. And by nature is a curious person because curiosity leads to entrepreneurship, leads to creation business. And then it's a hard job. Running mm-hmm. a small business is a hard job. Yes. Which takes me to my second point. Because it's a hard job, you are inundated with a lot of things you are juggling in your whole day. Mm-hmm. So saying that I'm going to take an hour out to really explore this technology may not be a possibility for a lot of you and neither should be. Our focus is how do we give you a things that are baked in, but B, progressively disclose them in your user interface to allow you to discover them. But three, also spend time with our sales, uh, with our community and our customers. And I ask them, I, I ask sales leaders a common question. Hey, would you like to increase selling capacity by 25% and reduce operating expense by 25%? If the answer to that question is yes, then I think so you need to consider these things because I am talking about, I'm I'm trying to present to you a world wherein, let's switch examples. We were on email a lot and assistant a lot. Let me give you one more example is, what if your website is your best sales rep? And you'll be like, do I need to create a special website for this? Not really. But what if instead of the web to lead form, you know, a lot of companies have a contact us web to lead form, even if you're SMB. Yeah. Uh, what are you doing? You are collecting leads from people who are coming to your website. Right. What if they were greeted by a personalized one-on-one sales bot, which was giving them a personalized interaction. And at the end of that interaction saying, would you like me to schedule a meeting for you? Now, suddenly you have automated BDR, SDR workflows. And mm-hmm. now you're handing your sales rep a qualified lead versus a you know, a blank lead. Uh, And and I think so when you start talking about in terms of what business impact the technology can have on you, both on your bottom line and your top line, I think so people pay attention. Of course. I mean, if you tell me that this is going to help my top line and bottom line, you've got my attention. Like at at that point, okay, that's something that most business owners their ears are going to perk up. One of the issues that a lot of business owners, small business owners have today is uh, filling all their positions. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, their their company is, you know, 25 employees, but ideally they'd be 30 to 35. Do you see technology? Now, generative AI is one, but the technology as a whole, 
as an opportunity for businesses to fill the gaps in their workforce. You know, it, oh. so automating, you know, and, and and I imagine that it may require some skill set training, right? Okay, I'm going to move you from I, I bring everything in the world back to baseball, right? So, okay, I had you playing left field, but now I need you to play second base. I'll train you to play second base, and I'm going to have a robot in left field, right? It was along those lines. So, do you see technology playing that kind of role where it will be able to fill some of the gaps? Hundred uh, percent. I don't think so. There is a silver bullet, though. I want to be sure. Like I'm not coming here and saying, "Oh, I've got a magic wand and I'm going to wave it and everything's going to be great." No, I'm not going to yeah. say that because yeah. I, I will lose your trust and you will never invite me again. Right. <laughs> but I will tell you a couple of very concrete examples. I always like to talk technology in business terms because I don't think so. We should. We we need to connect it. Uh, the job we talked about automation we talked about generative we talked about all of this what does that all imply it just implies doing more with less so instead of having the need to hire 10 salespeople, can you do the job with eight salespeople? Mm. Uh, so you know your number of positions by definition are less and how do you do that it's you do that by ensuring your sales reps have the best technology to do their job in an excellent productive fashion so that they're not spending 10 hours nurturing a lead, they're spending one hour nurturing a lead. That's uh, a great the, point. And, and then there is a subtle intangible benefit out of it. When you give your employees the technology to be more productive and successful in their jobs, you mm -hmm. create a culture of success in your organization. And the culture of success is a virtuous cycle which attracts more people to your company. Because then people want to be part of your company. Like, Brian, do you want to work in a podcast where the interview is done on a rotary telephone? <laughs> you, Brian, do you want no. to do that, Brian? No, no. Sometimes I feel like I've been doing that, but no, I don't. I don't. I know I was using a hyperbole, but you get yeah. my point, right? Empowering right. your people with this technology creates productivity, creates a culture of success. And thus drives more people to come work with you. And, and it will turn, I've had this conversation many times before on podcasts. It turns disengaged employees into engaged employees. Exactly. That because now they feel like they, they can see the finish line on, uh, and they can see that work is, is more productive and it's better. And if the process flows more smoothly, yeah, that's a great point. Okay. I'm thinking of my friend George, who's a business owner in New Jersey, and, and he loves to listen to my podcast. So uh, George has a company. Uh, he's probably, I don't know, 30, 40 employees right now. Um, and a lot of them have been with him a long time. But he's listening to this podcast right now. And the only thing he's thinking is the time, like time management. I'd love to learn generative AI. I don't have the time. He he, we, he and I talked social media a lot. And he said, Brian, this sounds like it would be unbelievable for my business. I don't have the time. So for all of the people who have time management issues, they're going to say, what's the onboarding process like? Is it days, weeks, months, years? It's a very good question. First, hello to George. Uh, I'm sure he's listening <laughs> right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I'll tell you, uh, I have a lot of respect for for small and medium business owners. Uh, you're right. 
the most precious commodity is time mm-hmm. and and time to value is of real importance uh, i think so look you can approach it from a technology and a science project standpoint or you can approach it from a what does this do for my business standpoint when you ask the question what does it do for my business then you are focused on only my advice is don't boil the ocean that's number 1 don't boil the ocean think about what are the three things i can do to make my organization my sales professionals my sales people more productive and in terms of sales it's about increasing deal, deal sizes it increasing number of deals it's reducing cycle time it's reducing onboarding time it is about making more converting more leads into uh customers faster uh and to do all of this you have to think about generative ai and ai and this this is the biggest innovation salesforce has done when we launched einstein i i'm not sure if your customers know but uh, every day einstein is doing 200 billion predictions but most of our customers don't have to worry about ai because einstein is baked in the onboarding is the same as onboarding on salesforce which by right. definition is simple to begin okay. with but that's that's my approach is like connected to your top 3 use cases right and and again when it comes to technology and onboarding to your earlier point you don't need to boil the ocean you don't need to learn everything in a day it it, it has to become almost intuitive so you start slowly you start with one thing and then you learn another feature and another feature right absolutely absolutely because uh otherwise you're not going to start seeing quick value goes right. back to the time to value part right uh it's uh, you know what they say in football it's a game of inches don't yeah. don't just try to throw a hail mary every day i mean that's, that's going to work that's yeah. not going to yeah the game I mean, is won or lost in the trenches yeah i mean it might work some day it looks good on tv but yeah. we know in real life it's a game of inches yeah that's a great point okay we're kind of in the home stretch which is frustrating because i have a lot more questions for you but are there specific industries that would benefit more from implementing generative ai today like healthcare retail b2b versus b2c i think so it's a fair question number one is i would love for your listeners to not think about implementing generative ai because they need to if 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 a smb if an smb a small business is looking at implementing generative ai I'm sorry guys you're going to get lost right that's not like that I would not advise that to you what I would advise to you is look for technology that has generative ai baked in again goes back okay. to our said gps example right point, well, but point 2 I would love love to seed with your listeners is I think so it's more to do less about which industry you are but the nature of the industry some industries are heavily regulated some industries have strict constraints they have to operate under so mm-hmm. for example if you are in healthcare uh maybe using a generative experience to send an email will have to have compliance and all those kinds of things to to worry about right but i can tell you if you are sending an email to your customer you are going to be using generative ai because especially in the the more heavily regulated industries you can put kind of parameters on the email correct right what you what you're going to say and what you're not going to say yeah and i'll tell you one more great example about generative and ai making a big difference uh 
and and maybe that will be the last use case because just like you, I have so many things to share with your listeners. I hope yeah, we'll have you back on. Call me again. <laughs> right. But like, I'll tell you one thing as a small business, you know, a lot of sales calls today happen on Zoom, like, you know, on virtual meetings and all. That oh, stuff, yeah. Right. What if I could tell you that AI can join with you like a buddy on that call with you. Right. And transcribe your entire call for you. Update your CRM. And automatically capture action items and follow ups. And more importantly, give you insights. You know, sometimes in sales calls, you're reading between the lines. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, the smart salespeople, they do that really well. Yeah. Well, right. What if what if Einstein can do that? Here's another use case. Now you're like, why are you telling me that? I'm saying because no matter what industry you are, you're on a sales call mm-hmm. and you need Einstein conversational intelligence. So the application of this is surrounding the sales professional from making sales calls, writing sales emails, researching customers, nurturing leads, generative is going to have a transformation on all of those ways. Where was this 20 years ago? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, That's why I I love my job. You know, I love my job because we can build this technology, but we build it like uh, with a focus on, on small business. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I can see, I hope my listeners have, written down all of the key takeaways from from this conversation today and I'll post them in, a, in our resource page they know I do that but like this is the the sort of stuff that they should stop and take the time to really do a deep dive into how technology you know I, I think when when you look at, at your role that you play in helping business owners you've seen you've talked to hundreds and thousands of them you see that there are winners and losers and and that's the way we measure business today right it's and you know what what separates the winners from the losers the ones that are innovative the ones that are able to pivot and utilize modern technology into their workspace to make them more productive more efficient better time management exactly productive efficient better time management that's there you exactly, go. Up great yeah all right. So here's here's my last question. So I want you to share one piece of advice. So to to our listeners that uh, that they should do or within their their small business to help them run more efficiently. I mean, obviously, we talked about so many things today, but like what what's that next first step that they can take that will help them measurably improve their business? No pressure. <laughs> I mean, you know, of course, you know, check out Salesforce and and use yeah. one of our products. Like, of course, I should get the plug in, right? Yeah, of I'm course, allowed, absolutely. Allowed one plug, right? Yeah. Uh, check out Sales Cloud. No, but sincerely, look, I, I I meant it when I said it's not easy running a small business. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my advice, I'm not that smart to give advice, but an experience I would like to share with all of you and your listeners is. Focus on your people. Even mm-hmm. if you have two people, three people, 20 people, 50 people. Focus on raising the game of your team by empowering them with the right growth platform, the right technology. Uh, and I think so, you will always have good results. Uh, we can talk about 
a framework for managing the team and focusing. But my personal passion is always, and I run a large organization myself out here in Salesforce, Sales Cloud, uh, is we all know people matter. People make a difference. And as leaders, it is our job to give them the tools they need to be successful. Because if they succeed, our organization succeed. Um, and that's just my personal point of view, uh, without getting into all the details about do this or do that. Uh, you know? Yeah, but that's you know what that was that was perfect. That's perfect advice, because that's exactly what you what our listeners need to hear is that if you focus on your employees and your employees are able to focus on the customers, then everybody wins. And 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 I go back to you know you turn the ordinary into extraordinary when you turn a disengaged group of people into an engaged group of people. That's where the magic happens. Exactly. Exactly, Brian. Well so, said. Wow, well, this is great. I think we well, should end on that note. I think that's the high yeah, note. We there. Yeah, we should just stop there. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're gonna we're gonna call this podcast "Where the Magic Happens." <laughs> yeah, very kind, very kind. There you go. All right, Katon, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, to our listeners, you've been listening to the Small Business Edge podcast. This has been our big business advice for small business owners. Our guest has been Katon Karkanis. He is the Executive Vice President, General Manager of Sales Cloud at Salesforce, and uh, he gave you so many great takeaways today. I, I hope that you've written them down. I'll certainly put them in the in the resource page, uh, along with contact information on, on Salesforce and Sales Cloud. And thank you. Thank you, Katon. Thank you to our listeners. Keep the feedback coming, the suggestions, the comments. Hold on to those rotten tomatoes if I've never had a bad podcast. <laughs> and I will see you next week on another edition of the Small Business Edge podcast. Thanks, Thank everybody. You. Have a great day. Bye. You've been listening to the Small Business Edge podcast with Brian Moran. Please visit our website, smallbusinessedge.com, for a listing of future podcasts.